Hello and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. I am your host, Al the Brewer, and I am so glad you are listening today. This podcast is for anyone that wants to learn more about craft beer and the culture that surrounds it. Whether you're brand new to the scene or a vet of craft beer, I hope you find something to take away from this podcast. So, pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and enjoy. Cheers. Hello, and welcome to the I Know Nothing About Beer podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, my goodness. Uh, last interview of the season. And I'm excited because uh, this is one that uh, when I started this podcast, it was actually, these were some of the people that I was hoping to get. And they said yes. And so we were going to be talking to Myra and George of Stellar. Stellar. I'm trying not to say Stellar. It's Stellar. S-T-L-L-A-R. Beer works. Uh, or craft works, I should say. Uh, they were such a joy to talk to. If you ever get a chance to meet them, uh, they're homebrewers in the DFW area. They're trying to get a uh, brewery off the ground. And uh, if you ever meet them in real life, George is one of the quietest guys that you will ever meet. You would not think that by this podcast. Yes, Myra does talk uh, does talk as well. They're a married couple. They're lovely people. They're so much fun to be around. Uh, but uh, you would never know that in when you meet George, he's super quiet. And I love that. Uh, about podcasting because you get to just see people in just a different way and maybe uh, you put a microphone in front of them a different personality comes out um anyways so that is today's episode and that is the final interview for season one of the i know nothing about beer podcast thank you so very much for joining me either if you're not if this is the first time you're joining us thank you very much uh we've got a whole back catalog start at episode one with mick uh that's a great one and uh yeah catch up um we've got season two that will be coming out i'll have a uh, by the time you're listening to this you will probably already be a podcast out about season two uh if not season two may already be out i don't know when you're listening to this this is like time travel here people um so anyways we're gonna get to that in just a little bit but uh again thank you so very much for rating and subscribing this is the last interview there'll still be some other little podcasts coming out episodes here and there of kind of my own rants reviews uh not reviews i don't really do reviews but uh my own thoughts and uh little explanations on things like my barstool style chats um the kind of where god and beer meet one and the dad into beer but this is the last official interview that i recorded a while ago so anyways um Please rate, subscribe wherever you find your fine podcasts. We're on iTunes and uh, the Spotify's and Google Plays. And I actually like Pocket Cast. That's the one I use. And um, yeah, find me on the Instagrams and the interwebs. So uh, internet, uh, internet, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Al the Brewer. And then you can always shoot me an email, uh, Al the Brewer at gmail.com. Okay, that's it for going on to the episode. Thank you so very much, everybody. I know nothing about beer podcast. Last interview of season one. Thank you so very much. Have yourself a very good day and cheers. <laughs> All right, and we are recording. And. <laughs> 
course, the dog now knows we're recording. <laughs> it's, yeah, that's exactly what's going on. Uh, Myra, George, how you two doing? Good. Good, how you doing? I am so good right now. I've got a Beretta Rose in my glass, and I am highly enjoying the night. How are you two guys doing? Are you guys staying warm? It's like some not fun degree outside. Yeah, we're doing yeah. good. Just um, trying to live life with the puppy right now. <laughs> you might be able to hear her in the background. I, I think the puppy wants to be part of this podcast. I'm okay with that. Yeah, as soon as she knew we were recording, she was like, time for me to shine. <laughs> yeah. Well, because I mean, like, it's not like we've been talking about 10 minutes beforehand, and it was like maybe a, like a slight whimper here and there. But Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No, but that's what editing's for. We're all good. Good. <laughs> I was going to put it right next to us. So that way they don't start fighting. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dogs do you... Uh, it's both Rottweilers, right? Yeah, yeah they're both Rottweilers. Ah, okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, guys, thank you so much for being part of the podcast. I'm really excited to have you two on. Yeah, we're excited to be on, too. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, I'm excited because you are the second... Um, Second, uh, well, you two are a couple, but the second um, home brewer slash thinking about starting something more professional um, and uh, that I've had on the podcast. So this is one of those like, oh, I was so excited when I got when you guys said yes, because I'm like, oh, I get another, you know, another chance to talk about this. Oh, yeah. Who did you talk to before us? Uh, I've talked to Paul uh, Gillard. Yeah, Elicit Beer Works. Or, yeah, yeah, Elicit Ales. Yeah. yeah. Elicit. And yeah, and he's I mean he was a lot of fun to talk to. Um and so and I've you know, I think you guys are like my eighth or ninth interview for the season. So I'm 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 very excited about how this has been going. Yeah. 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 Um so real quick, um I know I've introduced myself on this podcast more than a few times, but introduce yourselves. Um, I'm George from Stellar Craftworks, mm -hmm. um, head brewer and hopefully head uh, pit masher. Yep. Um, yeah. That's the dream and that's the goal right now. Gotcha. Yeah. And I'm Myra. I'm his wife and I'm also from Stellar Craftworks. I basically do everything that George doesn't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, I, I think that's also a good key to a good marriage. It's like, well, what do you not want to do? That's yep. got to be an important yep. conversation beforehand. Because yep. if both of you are like, I don't do dishes, that <laughs> is, that, that's going to make life a whole lot tougher. So true. So true. Yeah. It's all about balance, you know? <laughs> um, so, okay, so you two are homebrewing team slash stellar, um, stellar Beer Works. Um, how did you guys start into homebrewing? Um, I think we got into homebrewing pretty much right after we started drinking craft beer. Like, I, well, we both loved craft beer, like, right from the start. And, I mean, I tasted it, and I wanted to make it. So, that's pretty much how it started. Yeah. And uh, how long ago was that? Um, that was about... Like, 2013. 2013. 2014. Okay. So, so that's yeah. about six, six years, years ago? Yeah. yeah. Six, seven years. Yeah, and you're a homebrewer, too, right? Yeah, I've been homebrewing, um, oh man, over 10 years. I think either 11 or 12 years at this point. 
Yeah, wow. so you already know it's like a black hole. As soon as you start, you can't stop doing it. Yeah. it that's what I feel anyways. And that's where I'm at right now. I'm still experimenting, still trying to do like different things. So it's a never ending hobby. I'm I love home brewing. In fact, um one of the things I, I've actually got a beer that I'm um crash cooling right now in my uh in my little kegerator. Uh, it has been the most frustrating beer I have ever made out of the ten plus years that I have been home brewing, and so I am just—I I just more want to get this one done and start drinking, just because it's been such a pain to get to where I'm at now. <laughs> what type of beer is it? It is, and I hate to say this because I'm going to sound like such a rookie, but it's just a stupid pale ale. But <laughs> yes, it's a stupid pale ale, and I love this pale ale because it's so simple. It is literally two row, a little uh, Carol 60, and um, a little biscuit malt. And then I did uh, Cascade and Mosaic in there. Nice. And um, I love those hops. I don't care how out of fashion that yeah. Cascade is. I just love, uh, love Cascade. And something I've now fully know is that children and home brewing are not a good combination. Oh, yeah. So that's <laughs> it is what, that's really hard to do. <laughs> well, when I was home brewing this beer, normally I would make it around Halloween. But we had uh, something come up, and then we had a family uh, death, then we had a family wedding, family friend wedding, and then we had holidays. And so it literally just kept getting pushed back by two weeks every, you know, four or five times. And then I was like, screw it. It is time. It is, uh, I, grew, I brewed it on um, New Year's Eve because no one was doing anything. I was like, I'm staying home. I have the day off work. I'm brewing then. And my daughter um, was at home as well for part of the for half of the brew day, and there were times where I had to watch her. So I had to like stop the boil to like watch her for like 20, 30 minutes, which yeah. I have no problem doing. But now I know that is going to affect how how things turn out later on. And I wasn't watching because also like the kid was around, I wasn't watching my measurements as I should. So yeah. I oversparred, so my, my mash, my uh, wart was a little thin, and yeah. then I boiled it down, but then right. I boiled it down too much. But I, again, with the kid around, I wasn't paying as much of attention. So when I put it in the keg and I took my first measurement, I'm like, I wanted to hit 1055, you know, a gravity of, of 1055, and I hit like 1068. Ooh, and I was like, nice. oh, this is a little bigger. But... <laughs> I couldn't add water because I was already at the top of my fermenter. So yeah. it's just a moment of like, well, let's see what happens. Yeah. And yeah. I only hopped for a pale ale and not an IPA. Uh-huh. I'll then, say just try hop it more and you'll be all right. Oh, I've got six ounces of Cascade and Mosaic that are going to go on this bad boy. Yeah. yeah. So it, big, it is. Huh? How big is it, the batch? Uh, it's uh, five and a half gallons. Yeah. Because I fermented a keg. So, yeah. And a little uh, slim cake. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, but this it, it, this beer has just been just a, a pain in my side, and I just want to drink it. That's all I want to do at this point in time. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of beer for one person. <laughs> well, I, I like brewing five gallons, especially when it comes to this, because it's going to be my daily drinker. Yeah. You know, because as soon as baby comes, beer buying goes like way down. Like I, I start rating my cellar 
because mm. I'm like, nope, I've already bought this beer. It's 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 down and done. Um, and that's why I like having like a really like a five or I think this is going to actually be about six and a half percent, but something in the five to six range. So yeah. that's just something easy to drink because yeah. as much as I love uh, nine, ten percent IPAs and stouts and things like that. Um, when, especially when I've got to like watch a kid and be ready to like stay up all night for another kid, I, I want something that I can just have like odd beer during dinner and be good. Yeah. 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 Um, so you guys got into craft beer about six, seven years ago. And what was it that you guys started off drinking? So there's a place called Hangar 24 out in Southern California. I love Hangar 24. That yeah. was our first like brewery we got into. Yeah, yeah. that was the oh, first. So that was our first uh, brewery visit, and yeah, the the first beer that we fell in love with was orange wheat. The orange wheat, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. It got us hooked. <laughs> yeah, it got us hooked, yep. and it sank us pretty fast. Yeah, no, After I know Hangar Twenty Four. Yes. After that, like it was on for us, especially in Southern California. There's breweries everywhere, yeah. like literally everywhere. We got like San Diego County, LA County, Rivers, Riverside County. Yeah. Um, actually, when we started getting into it, like we started looking up breweries, and there was a brewery like within walking distance from our house. Which was? It was. It, it's a small operation. It's like. It's called Thompson you, Brewing. It's called Thompson Brewing. You gotta be there to like really know. It's in Riverside, it. yeah. Oh, Riverside! Oh, Riverside! Yeah, and we lived walking. Yeah, yeah from that brewery so gotcha we started going there every weekend you know and i see yeah yeah gotcha yeah i've i've been to hangar 24 before i was on my way to joshua tree and i kind of like took a little long way around to hit that up yeah. and oh it's such a great little brewery it is the yeah. location's awesome yeah they have right next to the there yeah yeah, and for those for anybody listening that doesn't know, Hangar 24 is a brewery out in Southern California. It is right next to this tiny little airport. I yeah. mean, nothing large comes in. It's all just crop dusters and like little tourist planes and things like that. So um, the way that the brewery is situated, you can watch the planes kind of come and go, and so it makes like a nice little spot to like sit and watch these planes, you know, land and and take off. And uh, they have just some really fun beers. Uh, they're the ones that make Barrel Roll as well yes. and that one is yeah that one's kind of sought after yeah the pugachev's cobra is really popular mm. yeah gotcha and so you guys were living in southern california then when did you guys come out to texas because that's you know where we're both are at right now we came out in 20 what what year was it 2015 2015 2015 yeah. we moved out oh. here for work. it was for work we moved out here, and um, it, it was quite a change. <laughs> I can understand that. Different so people, been... different beer scene. It was very different for us at first. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you guys were living in and are living in Allen, uh, and that's when uh, I think we'll have been in Texas four years as well, but in February is when we moved out. I just saw Facebook sent me a little thing saying, Four years ago today, and it's like Kelly and I, my wife and I are like at the car, like ready to take off. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. Yeah. 
We were in May, I think, right? Yeah, in May. Well, right? you actually did move out in February. Yeah. George moved out, like, a few months before I did. He was testing the waters to make sure we were going to move out here, trying to find a place for us. And I moved out in May, so we were apart for, like, a few months. And then, yeah, he was able to find us a place. And, I mean, we just we had to just do it. It was a good opportunity, you know? So mm-hmm. we decided. Rent is a little cheaper. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. A little cheaper. Yeah. Rent and gas, a little cheaper. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. Cost of yeah. living is, there's a difference there for sure. There is a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think we met, I think we had two, uh, there were two places where I, I know we met. Cause I think the first time I met you guys was I was pouring at Taps and Caps oh. um, for a couple of months. Okay. And okay. I think that's where I first met you. And then I was at a bottle share and you guys yeah. walked in and I was like, oh, yeah. Myra and I see. And I call you, I don't normally call you George. I call you Pasole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, no, um, I think that's when I really first met you two and got to know you two was uh, through Taps and Caps. I'd see you two come in here and there. And then at uh, the bottle shares, we, we would catch up and things like that. Yeah. You know what's funny is that before we even moved out here, so we were still living in California, and we came out to visit, to check out the scene, see how we liked it and everything. And we actually ended up at uh, Lone Star Beverages. And uh-huh. yeah, it was just very random. And they were having an event, and they were just telling us to come out. They were doing the annual tasting thing that they do every year with all the breweries and Mm -hmm. so that's kind of how we ran into it we ended up going to like lone star and taps and caps before we even moved here and gotcha those are great places you know and it was it's it's kind of cool like we met everybody before we even moved here so that's some of like earliest memories of texas yeah i think we met the right people like right away yeah everybody would consider sam like the godfather of craft beer I I would I would have to say yeah yeah like they're that that's how we started that's our all our friends are like in in Texas they're it stemmed from that it stemmed from craft beer yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. gotcha yeah I would say the the more that I get to know the North Texas craft beer scene the more I see how Lone Star Taps and Caps and beverages have been such a um, a strong addition to the North Texas beer scene, yeah. you know, not that they started it, but that they've been a, a very strong point in it. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Yeah. And, and for anybody that, that ends up coming to, to North Texas, I mean, Lone Star is a great spot. Um, beverages and taps and caps. Beverages is their bottle shop side and then taps and caps is their, um, their bar side. And uh, anybody that ends up in North Texas, like Dallas, between Dallas and Fort Worth, it's worth the stop because you'll get some great beers at both places. For sure. You probably won't stop hearing about it. No. Like, they, they know what they got. Yeah. 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 Oh, totally. No, they know, they definitely know the quality of the beers that they get at their spots. So, yeah. 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 So share with me a little bit about Stellar Brewing. So when did you guys start to think like, okay, we want to get this going to something else? Um, years ago. This is our. This is like my dream, literally. Like I think about this every single day. 
Mm. And I think about beer, like just beer in general, like the recipes and like just everything involved with it. This is, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's been a, a dream of mine since I first started dreaming about it, which was years ago. So Yeah, it's, yeah, gotcha. it's definitely something that every day we're like working toward it you know it's it's not something that's going to happen overnight and yeah. um it's taken us a few years to get to where we're at but we're really feeling like this is our year like we're ready to go for it you know so gotcha. we're excited gotcha and so stellar uh stellar craftworks Craft, right in, yes that's right okay, Stel- stellar craftworks and so this has come out of your own home brewing and uh, where did the name come from? We just thought about it. Um, <laughs> I, I, really, I mean, there is something behind it. Yeah, there's it. something behind it. So I, I, I really like the the, the saying, uh, "Shoot for the stars." So if you so if you fall, you land on a cloud. Um, and I just thought about cellar, and that's and craft craft works because we're really into beer and barbecue. Yeah. So they're both crafts and it just works. Yeah, I think the whole concept behind it is just very like, okay, shoot for the stars, like shoot for the highest possible thing you can do because anything's possible. And so that's kind of the idea of stellar and just, you know, space and shooting for the highest point you could think of type of thing. And craft works is just all encompassing. It's not just beer, but it's also barbecue because we're also very passionate about barbecue too. There's a bit of that in Texas. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think we're yeah. in the right place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think in in California, there is barbecue, but it's not the same way as, as quote Texas in the South does it. No. Uh, the one thing that I do miss is that they do not do tri tip out here. I miss my tri tip. Yeah, true. that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Texas barbecue is like nothing to be messed with. Like, but I'll give up tri tip for Texas barbecue. Honestly, yeah, Texas barbecue is like, <laughs> that's where it's at. It's good. Brisket, pulled pork, like that. Mm-hmm. That's where it's at, yeah. I think. Yeah. So, where are you guys at in Stellar? Are you, um, I, I know I've seen bottles here and there, and I've had, a, I think I've had the peanut butter stout you guys did, and I think you threw a full package of Reese's into it. And that was, I mean, it was awesome. I was just like, yes, please, more of this. Because there's very random, t- rare times we're in a share, because you've got 24, 30 bottles open, that I'll go back to something, and I'm like, oh, no, there's, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll pour a second sip of that. Yeah. Yeah, that was, uh, a, yeah, peanut butter cup stout that we made. And, um, yeah, I... Uh, I threw in Reese's peanut butter cups after after like primary fermentation, mm-hmm. and then I threw in the PB2 powder in there and just a lot of cocoa nibs to get just mm. the big chocolate and peanut butter flavor out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, that's we last year I think we tried to release two different beers every month and I think we had a good go at it. I think we did eight nine months straight. So it's just honestly it's just practice. It's all about practice and that's what we do is practice. I make. A bunch of different beers all the time. And so. experiment, like with and a lot of different yeah. things. We want to like have our hand at everything so that when it comes to the big time, we've yeah. kind of had some experience yeah. in every different style and especially the innovative stuff that's coming up, like yeah. sour IPAs, um, you know, all of the pastry stouts and all of that. Mm-hmm. We want to have a little bit of experience in everything. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, um, that's how you become like a brewmaster in my eyes. It's just about experience like 
a master, a brewmaster to me is not like um, you know, you do everything right and nothing goes wrong. A brewmaster is everything goes wrong, but you know how to fix it. Mm. That makes sense. Gotcha. Yeah, and you guys, I've seen some uh, bottles and cans, I believe, labeled uh, with Stellar. Um, yeah. Are these things that you're doing through contracts brewing, or is it stuff that you guys have had printed yourself and are are handing out, or? Yeah, this is all us. This is all us, okay. and we hand it out for free. Like, just okay. If you want to support us, here's a beer. And it's for feedback too. So we yeah, we like they... to do it and just hear what the people think, the craft people think, mm -hmm. and uh, just to let us know what we could do better, what they don't like about it. Um, mm -hmm. We just want to get it out there. Gotcha. Yeah, and I think that's such a. I think with home brewing, I I love that. Uh, so for anybody listening, homebrew is very illegal to sell. If you decide to sell your homebrew, um, you are looking at not only a, a myriad of state regulations that you're, you know, um, breaking, but also a federal laws that you're breaking. So it's not worth selling your homebrew. Just, just, it's just not. don't if you're no. Um, but when you're thinking about starting a brewery, um that free booze is the um is like the uh the comment section it's it's where you get all the feedback about how this is tasting how was it last time how is it this time mm -hmm. and while yes it does cost a lot on the person making it um there's also the honest feedback before production starts where you're not having to go oh so that's how it tastes you know not a you're not having to play catch up with the recipe. Yeah, and also, you know, it's a good opportunity if you if you fuck up a five gallon batch, fine, right? Yeah. But if you do that to a like a huge amount of beer, you have to dump that, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it's just really good to be able to test that now, where if we do mess up, it doesn't hurt as bad to get rid of five gallons of beer. Yeah. And are you guys doing any of the uh, local competitions or anything like that? No, I don't. I don't believe in competitions. I trust my palate and Myra's palate, and pretty much like I don't know. I I I think competitions are like pretty old school stuff. Like they judge to a certain style, and like beers changing every single day, or not every single day. Just there's there's like different trends, different hops, different malts coming out like all the time you know what i mean like mm -hmm. that's what i like about it yeah a lot of judges are pretty old school so we've heard some crazy um just from other people that have yeah. done homebrew competitions and stuff like that um some crazy feedback where someone might say a saison's too dry an yeah. ipa's too hoppy you know like a, mm -hmm. judges can just be so well well, I think for, for judges, they're looking for a specific uh, parameter. Does this fit between X, Y, and Z? You know, um, is this IPA between, uh, you know, uh, 48 and 68 IBUs? You know, because um, they, they've, they've trained and they know how that should taste. So if it is, you know, if it is a extreme hot bomb and they put it in just into a single IPA competition versus a double or triple IPA, 
um, right. then they're like, oh yeah, this is way too hoppy. And I, I understand that we are, what you're talking about. I've only entered my beer into one competition. Yeah. Um, and I think I came out, uh, I remember the guy that handed me back my score sheet goes, he said, um, so your judge, uh, was a little harsh. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I did not, I did not, I did not price. <laughs> yeah. And granted, my beer was not that great. It was a last minute of a, yeah, I'll throw this in, see what happens. Nope. It's okay. I just lost a bottle of beer. I'm not worried about it. But I think that's kind of opposite of what we're trying to do because we don't want to do uh, beers that fit into a certain little category or whatever, you know? Like, we want to do innovative things. We want to do um, not just trendy things, but things that are kind of, like, changing the game, you know? You want to do something that no one else has done or maybe do something else that someone else has done but do it better, you know? Um Take it to a further extreme, I guess. Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. Gotcha. What are some of the things you guys are having fun with now? Um, right. We just kegged um, our stout. It's um, just a 9% stout with um, maple syrup, cocoa nibs, and coffee. Mm. It's got a, a lot of real Vermont maple syrup. And, yeah. Um, it's kind of like a pastry stout. That's like mm-hmm. the new the new thing that I'm exploring. You know what I mean? Like pastry stouts. Um, and then a sour IPA is fermenting right now. That should be ready in a couple of days. Gotcha. Time. What are you What are you using to sour? Um, I use Lactobacillus plantarium. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Gotcha. So, and I'll say this for anybody that that doesn't know what we were just talking about there when I said what are you using to sour. Um, I. So uh, if anybody can't hasn't already heard, you two have uh, have a dog and like a puppy. Um, I'm I compare yeast to dogs. I say that uh, yeast are like dogs in that every dog does something a little differently. Some dogs are better for certain things. So um, I'll say this: if you were if you were hoping for a, a husky something to mush through the, the winter cold, you're not going to throw a chihuahua at it, at least not very long, okay? Mm-hmm. And if you're hoping for, you know, a, a, a gentle, quiet lap dog, you are probably not going to go for um, a Siberian husky because <laughs> while they can be lappy, they're not, they're not calm. They need energy and all of that. Right. Um, I think yeast are that same way. Whereas they're all in this general family and each yeast does something a little better than the others. Not that you can't use other yeast for other situations, but in general, uh, West Coast yeast or like the uh, 001 from White Labs have their place and know people know how to use them, use them well. Um, I think souring agents like lacto um, are like foxes. They're not dogs, you know, um, these are not yeast, they're bacteria. And yeah. while they can do some of the same things like dogs do, they're not exactly like a dog. They, they definitely have their own parameters that they need to live and be happy in. Yeah. So, yeah. Good analogy. Yeah. That's, that's, I think that one kind of works. I've, I've worked on, cause I've had people ask me about that before of, you know, what makes, you know, why, why are people putting bacteria in there? Am I going to get sick? I'm like, no, 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 you're not going to get sick. It's, it's a certain type. So yeah. Yeah. I think, 
So bacteria, bacteria just creates lactic acid, and yeah, yeast actually creates the alcohol and the carbon dioxide. That's, yes. You know, like yeah, it's, and that's the trippy thing about like beer too. It's 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 a, it's a living thing. It's you got mm-hmm. yeast and bacteria actually living in your beer. Like that's yeah, that's what I don't know. That it, it, it's crazy to think about. But it's controlled in a way, so it's kind right. of like a science experiment. Yeah, that's kind of that's cool. what beer is to me. It's it, just it, always exploring. It, it is a science experiment. Like everything's changing. The yeast ex- is changing. Like the bacteria is changing. But even on the agricultural side, you get different malts. Every different year, a hops is different. Like it, it mm-hmm. it's evolving. Mm-hmm. If you think, yeah, it's... if if you want to be really gross about it, you're drinking a petri dish. Yeah. Um, uh, you could say, um. But I think that I think this is starting to change. And we were talking a little bit about this before the podcast of um, aging beers. You know, um, I love Black Tuesday. It's one of my favorite beers. And that beer uh, can definitely sit for the next 10 plus years. I think the oldest Black Tuesday variant I've had has been about five years old. Um, and drinking that, I was like, OK, it's now starting to calm down. Mm-hmm. Um, for anybody listening that doesn't know, Black Tuesday is a, uh, I think the this year's came out was 19.89%. Last year's was 19.99% alcohol. It's a huge, heavy, boozy beer. And it I love these beers. But the more that you age them, um, it's like everything calms down. I put... Um, I think of it like a uh, like a symphony. Like I really love classical music, mm-hmm. um, or uh, take any band. You know, when when you have Black Tuesday fresh, it's like everybody's amps are turned up super loud, and there's no nothing is balanced. You know, the bassist is as loud as the guitarist, who is as loud as a singer, who is as loud as the drummer. Nothing makes sense when you have it very young, when you oh, have it very fresh. But as it ages things start to calm down, the alcohol starts to come down a little bit, the grain notes start to come up a little bit, um, and it sounds much like a much more balanced um, a balanced beer. But, yeah. I mean, um, it's still a living product because the thing that's making it taste that way are the yeast and the malts and the alcohol changing over time, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and the same thing with sours, you know, you let a sour sit in a bottle, uh, between, you know, one, one year and the second year, you have two very different beers. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the crazy thing. Like taking Black Tuesday, for example, um, you know, they brew this year, year after year, they've been doing it for so long, but yet the ABV is different. The tastes are slightly different every year. That just mm-hmm. shows you how much, um, things can change just based on the environment. Like the beer is literally a living thing. You can brew the same exact recipe one year to another, and it's not going to be exactly the same. Yeah. And that's, I think the hardest thing for, uh, I think anybody brewing is being able to have the same product as close to the second time around and even harder to get it the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth time around. You know, I'm not a huge fan of the big three beers, um, but I can appreciate that I've had um, a a uh, like a Kieran Ichabon 
in Japan and had it in Southern California and Texas, and it tastes exactly the same. You yeah. know, that is crazy to me yeah. to be able to do that. Not yeah. saying that it's the world's greatest beer, but I can appreciate the science and challenge that it is to create something like that. The consistency in it. Uh, yeah. Place to another. I, I get that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, granted, that's not my like first choice in in you know in my fridge, um, but as I was in Japan, I was like, I might as well have one of these. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what's the next steps for Stellar? What are you guys thinking? You are making beer, you're handing out beer, and that is all good. And I, I, I know that is very much a part of that. But uh, what's the next step you guys are thinking about? Right now, we're going to start looking for a location. And literally, this is wow. like hot off the presses. Like literally, we're going to probably start in March, starting to look for an actual location and trying okay. to figure that out so again it's been like years in in the making you know what i mean um we've been talking about it for a long time we've been sharing our beer with our friends for a long time but i think we're finally at a place that yeah we're we're ready to to dive in like now like very very soon so gotcha. we're looking for location gotcha well and i told paul and investors this, too if you got money <laughs> <laughs> I will let anybody know that has money. I'm about to have a child, so you guys are like way off of me. I mean, I might be able to throw thirty bucks at you at some point in time. Hey, That'll I'll, like I'll, I'll buy beer from you. <laughs> um, but I was telling Paul this. Um, I so you guys are are near um, Plano. I, I so just so I'm not sharing your exact location, and I'm near Fort Worth, and yeah. that's about a two hour drive depending on traffic. Right. Uh, hour, hour and a half, hour and a half to two hours, depending on traffic. Right. So you guys aren't exactly close to me, but I'm just letting you know there is an empty storefront literally across the street from me. <laughs> you oh, would yeah. love that. <laughs> I would love. No, you know who would love that? My wife would love that. That I could just go grab a beer and come back, and not yeah. have to take an Uber anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I'm just letting you know, Halton City, plenty of open space. <laughs> It's becoming more and more of a reality to be able to do that in North Texas because before there were no breweries. I mean, there were some, but not many. And now not there many. are so many popping up. So it's exciting. Yeah. No, I, and you guys are, are north of Plano. So you guys got Tups next to you. Is that just like your no, little we, home brewery? Yeah. But. I'm talking about our place. We wouldn't want to open it anywhere in Allen or Plano. I think we're looking towards like the urban area. Oh. Around, around that side of town. Um, okay. Because there's, there's been a lot of new breweries opened up within like the past year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, within the past year, you got Oak Cliff, yeah. you got SEO, you got Turning Point, and you got Brutal about to open. So mm-hmm. we would want to be like right in the middle of and all that. And False Idol, too. False Idol is going to be opening down the street, too. So. Yeah, and False Idol and Brutal are uh, maybe a 10-minute drive away from me. Yeah, um, it's like a – you could walk there. Uh, no, I mean, it's a 10-minute drive. Um, you are uh, you, you are in a better physique than I am. I am more than happy <laughs> to admit that. So maybe it's a walking for you. Oh, um, for but I, I am a I am a, a Uber ride. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you you can you can, I'll put your picture up in this and people can admire <laughs> the physique and all that. 
That's fine <laughs> with me. They'll see a picture of me and go, oh, yeah, yeah, no, you were an Uber ride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he can walk. He can jog there. That's all good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but... I mean, the, the, those are the places we're, we're, like we look up to right now, and it's it, it, it's exciting for us. Um, yeah, a lot of the breweries that have time. opened yeah. in the last year, it's it's exciting. Well, and it was great when Turning Point opened up because that was this like bridge between DFW and Fort Worth. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I can't believe no one else thought of opening up something in the middle. Right. And no. maybe maybe they did, but it just seems like the craft beer scene's so young here that yeah. they just happen to be the first ones, you know? I mean, it's a great idea, but I think that it was, like, eventually coming, no matter what. Someone was going to mm-hmm. do it, you know? Yeah. And and now that they opened up in the middle, there are other places that are open up, opening up between them and, like, Dallas or, you know, I think it's going to happen more and more. Gotcha. Yeah, I was actually talking to uh, Chuck from Steam Theory, and uh, he was just talking about how many places are opening up around him um, over on that side uh, where – because he's near where Four Corners used to be. Yeah. Right, yeah. Yeah, and I love that little area. And if we were – if my wife and I had moved to Texas when we had first gotten married, we probably would have been – much more regular visitors to the Trinity area. We love Fort Worth. Fort Worth is our is our jam. Um, I mean, you guys know Southern California, so we are like Long Beach people. That yeah. is us. Okay. We love we love Long Beach. We love that little slower pace. Uh, we love the smaller knit community. And there's people that are listening to this that might be thinking Long Beach really that smaller. I'm like, well, In yes, comparison. there are certain huh. In comparison to other. Places. In comparison, yes. Um, but, uh, we kind of think of downtown Fort Worth as our little, like Magnolia street. It's our little home away from home. That's what we love. Yeah. 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 But, um, we really love that Trinity area luck. I mean, they have just that great food overall. And I love that you can try so many different local beers in one spot. Yeah. What do you think of steam theory? Have you been there? Yeah, I was there, um, not too long ago. I really like the beers. Uh, they have a, uh, a brewer that is uh, grew up in Southern California also is a West Coast. You can tell that his beers are West Coast all the way through and through. Uh, he's got, I think, what we're going to start hearing as as there's like we'll say generation two of brewers come up, which I think are like your guy, like you guys learning, like Stellar will say that is the gener- the second generation of brewers. We had yeah. like the first, we have like an older, older, which is like pre-stone. Okay? Yeah, yeah. But there's not many from that time. But then you have like the stone, grew up on stone and dogfish and all of that. And now there's kind of like the generation two, yeah. which is more what you are, are kind of becoming. Yeah. Um, and so you can tell his beers are from that older, uh, older style of brewing uh-huh. not old style but an older style of brewing but they're very very well made beers you know and i guess like what's your opinion on that like do you think that that type of beer has a future in the craft beer industry like what what's your thoughts on that see i i think they get a bad rap because i i think there's this desire to try so many so many new things i think that whole flagship february that's kind of going around right now you know um 
to not let things like Sierra Nevada Pale die. You know, mm-hmm. not that I think it's going to die anytime soon, but um, I think that there's still a lot to be learned from someone that is much more accustomed to the West Coast style of brewing and looking to hit this one recipe exactly within this one type of style because there's still a lot to explore within that style. Um, I think that I think it's like a beer ADD. There's such a, I want to try this new. 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 And that once you've tried, once you do that, you run out of, it's, um, it's almost like a palate fatigue of new, 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 new. Whereas being able to have something that you can come back to and know, mm-hmm. um, I really like that. Um, I really enjoyed what I did a, a full flight there and a couple extra. And I really enjoyed the quality of beer that was made. Not that every single one was like my favorite beer ever, but they had a Saison that was uh, barrel aged uh, in Rombauer shard barrels. And I'm like, oh, that's really nice. I don't see a lot of shard. Uh, I don't see a lot of, of Saisons in North Texas one. Not that people don't make them, but they're not very popular. Um, and then to have it, you know, uh, barrel aged in a, in a Chardonnay barrel. I'm like, oh, I don't see that all too often. I, I really like seeing that. Uh, the Saison was very well made. Um, they also just had, what was it that they had? Uh, they had an ESB on, which I really, really love ESBs because they're such an easy drinker and they're very flavorful. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like huge, bold flavors, um, but my draw is much towards something that I can enjoy uh, more than one of without my palate going into uh, like, oh my goodness, I'm just overrun by tropical mango hop fruit. And that is really good. But yeah. I feel like it kind of wrecks my palate for a while. And unless yeah. I'm doing like a flight of those, that's fine. Because then yeah. it's like, oh, that one has more pineapple. That one has more mango. Great. Um, but it's hard to go from that to like, oh, now I'm going to try an ESB. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. Those yeah. are the type of beers I like. I like to <laughs> no. build my mouth up from the first drink. No, yeah, totally. You <laughs> and do. No, and so I get style. that. And I and that's that's not I don't think that's a bad thing at all. Yeah. Um I think that that has its place, but I think there's also the place of where those beers kind of came from. You know, yeah, we wouldn't that, have class, the, classics the are new- classics for a reason. Like you can't yeah. fuck the classics. You know what I mean? Like no. And I say this to everybody that I meet that doesn't know about beer. Like, I I always uh, compare beer to food. Like, every single country's got their own different type of taste of food. Mm. And, like, their own recipes. It's it's the same for beer, too. Like, Germany, you can't mess with Germany on, like, Pilsners or Munichs or, like, anything like that. The Belgians, you can't mess with them with the sours. Like, but America is so cool because it's, it's like, new to the beer scene in the world in, in, in time. Like yeah. and they're doing all the innovative stuff, like the crazy stuff, like the super hobby beers, the the pastry stouts, like the the bold, flavorful stuff. That's you know what, what I mean? we're bringing to the game as yeah. Americans. We're bringing the innovation, I think, because I'm not I'm not trying to make a lager of pilsner because I know I can't beat a German pilsner and lager. Like you just can't <laughs> beat those. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean it's fun to try, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was actually I, my first time that I had the uh, Westbrook uh, Mexican cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, they, I, I, I don't know if they call it the thrice leches. I think they call it Mexican cake. Am I wrong? Yeah. It's yeah. Mexican cake, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, which I, I kind of saw that. I was like, oh, that's funny. Okay, we'll let that go. Um, and uh, I actually, the first time I had that was at a beer bar in Paris. And I loved it. I had such a fun time. Yeah. That's random. You had that yeah. in Paris? Yeah. I was in, um, I was in Paris, and um, I will preface this by saying, uh, my family is not the family that goes, oh, where are we vacationing to? Pelly, yes, we'll do that this year. No, my wife got, <laughs> no, it's, it's my wife got free tickets from her work. So we're like, where, I said, babe, where do you want to go? She um, said, we're going to go to the, Paris. The, and I said, the real question is, where does your wife work? <laughs> That's the real my question. Wife, my wife, my wife works. So it's a company incentive. So every five years you work for the company, and I still don't know how they pull this off, but amen, I love it. You get, um, so they have several uh, campuses. Uh, um, she works for an academic publishing company. And so they have several different campuses around the world. Mm. And so they have one in London, one in Singapore, one in uh, Mumbai. And so every five years you work with them, they will send you to one of those campuses give you like an extra week's vacation paid. And, and so, I mean, if someone handed you two tickets and said, hey, do you want to go to London for free? I mean, yeah. there's, there's not much argument there, you know? I have my bags packed. Yeah. And so um, I lived in Germany for a little while as well. Um, with, when I was at Pepperdine, I was the, the poorest kid in this group. And so I wanted to take her to Germany as well. So we did... London, Germany, um, the eastern part of France, the Alsatian part of France, and then Paris. And uh, man, it was an amazing trip. I love that trip. But Sounds when awesome. I was in when I was in Paris, um, Kelly, we call it Kelly's cave time, where mm -hmm. she just needs to be alone. She's like, look, I just need to recharge my batteries. Uh, my wife, as much as I am an extrovert, she is an introvert. And so um, she wanted just an afternoon to just like sit and relax and rest. And I was like, cool, there's a beer bar two bus stops away and I'm going to hit that up. And I started talking to the person that owned, that worked at the beer, that the uh, bottle shop side. And then they actually let me in early to the, the bar side. And so I was like the first customer in there. I ordered a flight and they started giving me just like little extra flights of stuff. And uh, oh man, I had such a good time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Academy, I think it was a Academy. It was like Academy de Bia in in Paris, and I highly recommend it to anybody heading out that way because it was so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, but so you you've been to Germany, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I live there. Like, oh, it's it's so I. There's a place in Heidelberg, uh, Germany, called Vetters, and they have I think one of the best. Hefeweizens I've ever had in my life. Yeah. It is. It is literally. It just made me stop and go. Oh, this is why I love beer. This because this is so good. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Life yeah. goals, I think. To I go think, to Germany. Yeah, I think to me, like those are the real brewmasters. Like not up to the person itself, but like just countries in general. You know what I mean? And like there are certain styles. Yeah, I I really love. I think. Germany is a good example of how um, in beer uh, the creativity that's allowed because even though there's a whole fun, you know, um, you can make a lager in 
Berlin and Munich and in Strasbourg and all these other places and have them all taste very different, yeah. even though they'll still be within the same family of beer. Right. Um, I think that's the uh, the creativity that's a, that that comes out of uh, out of working with just these four ingredients. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And granted, I can't wait to get to Belgium one of these days, and I can't wait to get to, um, you know, uh, Cantillon and just do a day in in Belgium. Um, yeah. 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 Like my my goal is to is to get to one of my like life beer goals is to get to um, what's called West West Feder West. I can never pronounce it correct, correctly. West Federin, um, the 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 Abbey. Um, yeah. Yeah, West Veteran. I think that's that's not how you pronounce it, but that's how I'm going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> I won't try. <laughs> yeah. What yeah, am I? I've got a couple. I, I, I really want to go to Australia and uh, and visit all the hop farms out there and try yeah. all their different beers. Because Australia hops right now, they're, they're, they're yeah. crazy good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I remember when I was – I remember home brewing and someone – I remember someone saying – Oh, oh, that Australia makes hops. And I was like, wait, what? And it's like, oh, yeah, you need to try, like, uh, I think it was at the time, what was it? Was it Mosaic that had just come out? Or um, what other one had just come out that it was just like, oh, this is the new latest, greatest thing. And everybody was like, oh, my goodness, the taste on this is nowhere near piney. And, oh, it was so much fun. Yeah. yeah. Like the mega old school hops is like Citra and Mosaic. I yeah. think those are like the old school. But even today, they're still big hops they're great hops yeah oh yeah yeah i think citrus is my all-time favorite hop well i think also we've learned how to use these hops so well you know not just in how to breed them and make them more to how we want them to taste like but how to get the taste out of them that we like Mm -hmm. yeah exactly and how they complement each other too like Mm -hmm. You know, one certain hop might go really well with this other one, you know, but this one and this other one are just not that good together because they're both very prominent, you know. So that combination of hops is really important, yeah. too. That's the type of stuff, stuff that, like, excites me, like, like different techniques of hopping, but then just all the general, like, different breeds of hops that are coming out right now. It's like, yeah, like like I said, Australia, Australia's got good hops, and they started breeding in South Africa, which I heard those are really good. I've never tried them. Um, mm-hmm. But even in even in America, New Mexico, New Mex- I think they're called New Mexicanas, like that that different different or that certain specific breed, mm-hmm. it it grows all over New Mexico and like Colorado and stuff. So even mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check that out. I, I was at a. This is way back when I was at an IPA fest, and they, it, California's got some fun uh, laws because they do, they can do the unlimited tastings. Mm-hmm. And I think I had like a 12 taster <clears throat> ticket, but then it just turned out like they were just like, all right, fine, just keep trying. <laughs> and they had seven smash beers, um, of uh, just seven different hops. Yeah. And it was so much fun to try that's each one cool. and go like, oh, that's how Cascade tastes. Just Cascade. Oh, that's how cent- uh, Centennial tastes. Uh, yeah. I love uh, 100. Speaking of Anger 24, they're 100% Columbus hop. I love that beer. 
I think that's the same idea too with like white labs. Don't they do that with yeast and yeah, stuff? Yeah, white labs does that with yeast. They make the exact same recipe with different yeast yeah. and it's completely yeah. different. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been wanting to get out to that um to their little beer bar. Uh they have they have more like a almost like a beer lab, I'll say. Yeah, they're um, they're the ones that make yeast. Like they're legit, legit. You could call it a, yeah. a beer lab bar or something. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and I've um I was part of some Kickstarter. I did some Kickstarter for Stone. Um, I supported some when they were trying to make their brewery out in Germany. They did a Kickstarter, and so I've got this like I paid like thirty bucks, and I got some like extra VIP like mm-hmm. swag. And I've got a bottle of beer, and I just got an email saying I, I was like, whatever happened to that? And I looked through my junk email, and they're like, oh yeah, you've got a month or two months to pick up your beer before it goes, you know, back into the collection. And so <laughs> then they sent out a follow-up email, said, well, you know, you have until December of 2019, and so I have to get out to San Diego and pick up my beer and like uh i mean i'm not a huge like i like stone a lot yeah but um i'm not one of these guys that like can't wait for the next stone release um you don't find them much out here in texas california you will but texas not so much um but like i'll get like a 50 percent discount on anything in the store and uh, I really love their beer. I don't know if you guys ever went to their beer garden or not, but it's a really great place. Yeah, we've been to the Escondido one a few times. We've been, yeah, several times. Yeah. yeah. We've never been to Liberty Station, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think we ever I, went to that location. They have, yeah, I never, they're so big, they got, they got like, spots everywhere now. They got one in, like, uh, somewhere in Asia, I think. They got one in Russia, like you said. Oh, no, and, it's Germany. Uh, Germany? I, Germany? I think Do they, they have, have one in Russia. I think so. They're like worldwide, yeah. I mean, they're a huge brewery. Yeah, they're point. they're huge. Yeah, they're one, no, they're, they're definitely one of the bigger independent brewers. Yeah, and they, it's crazy that they're still independent. Yeah, and, and and Greg is a weird dude. <laughs> like, like seriously, I I I don't think he'll ever listen to this, but he is a weird dude. Yeah. I, yeah. I've never met him, so I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> So, I, so, I, I want to be weird myself. <laughs> <laughs> I used to know a, a, a rep over a sales rep at Stone for a while. And uh, he was like, yeah, man, he's I wouldn't cross his path. Like, he's just not he is. He said he uh, he definitely has his ideas and he sticks to them. Wow. And there was one day this is I mean, again years ago. They did an open like if you they had a position, a couple brewery spots opening up. Um, like brewer brewer position at stone and it was everything from apprentice to like a head brewer Mm. and i was living in in lakewood at the time and i was i was i was broke i was out of work and i said i have to at least put my resume in so i drove all the way to san diego put my resume in because they were only doing hand applications there was no online anything so you got to meet the head brewer of stone i shook his hand Talked to him for about 30 seconds, uh-huh. handed in my resume, and then went out and had a beer. And huh. that was it. And I was like, at least I could say I've applied to Stone. <laughs> Wait, did he get a call back or no? No, I never got a call back. They had like 40,000 people there. 
Um, I did interview. It was just a gimmick. It was just a gimmick for you to go and buy beer. They just wanted you. They got. They got you, dude. I don't care. I got to shake the head brewer's head. Oh, and I saw Greg there, and he definitely has crazy eyes. I remember, like, he walked past me. I was like, "Oh, that's Greg." Yeah, no, that I wouldn't want to cross him either. Mm -mm. He's got crazy eyes. Oh God. Yeah. I'd share beer with them. No, but I did interview at the brewery um, one time um, and uh, did not get a call back. But uh, I'm still like just am happy that I got a chance to do that. How was that experience? Like what did it, it kind of like entail or? Uh, let me tell you, this is probably my most one of my most embarrassing beer stories. Is, <laughs> uh, he asked me what what my favorite, uh, you know, what's something I, you know, uh, what what are some of your favorite beers and things like that? And then he asked me about uh, what's something you don't like. I'm like I don't really care for rye. But what I had just told them was that um, uh, their 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 there's uh, the fam the brewery saison like their standard saison that they make uh -huh. has rye in it. Yeah, they have a beer that says rye in the title, like it's the name of the beer. No, no, that, that wasn't sour in the rye. Oh, it's not. But their saison that they, oh. they were making at the time had rye in it. So I told him, oh, no, I can't stand rye. And he's like, you know, rye's in our saison. And I'm like, nope, I just blew it into my head. I'm like, nope, I ain't getting working here. Nope. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, just telling the, the head brewer at, at, at the brewery, no, I don't really like rye. Oh, it's in the beer I love most. Okay, great. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but this was this was way back i mean I, this is when you were like sitting on grain bags and kegs in the yeah. tasting room yeah 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 that was way back yeah yeah <laughs> um well guys thank you so much for taking this time i really really appreciate it yeah no problem thanks for writing this yeah, yeah. thanks for having us uh, I wish you all the best of luck in Next Steps for Stellar. Um, I can't wait to get another one of your beers. I know you guys are a little bit away, away but um, let me know the next time you guys end up getting to Turning Point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bring a couple of Stellars, and I will definitely have something else I can trade for you, or I will buy your beer at um, Turning Point. We'll put it that way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we should have some beers ready at the end of this month, probably. So. Okay. We're always at turning point, so we'll let you know. Okay, yeah, let me know. Now, I've been ending the um, the podcast episodes in like this. Um, I've been doing this little rapid-fire um, question at the end. So what I'll do is I'm going to start a sentence, and I'm going to change the last word, okay? And so what I want you two to do, and we're just going to do it like this. Myra, you'll say it first, and then you, George. Say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. okay. So, for example, uh, the first one is, it seems like everyone is, and then I'll change the last word. Okay? okay. <laughs> I George, think I got you got it. it? I think I got I it. I think so, yeah. Just, okay, so yeah. here we go. All right. So it seems like everyone is drinking. Turning Myra? point beers. Turning point beers. Everyone's drinking turning point beers. George? I get turned to the same one. Wait, say that again? I get to answer the same one? You get to answer the same one, yes. Same question. <laughs> uh, beer. Beer. Okay, that's great. It seems like everyone is making... Myra? 
Oh my god. Uh, everyone's making a fucking hazy boy. A hazy IPA. A hazy IPA. Okay. George, <laughs> it seems like everyone is making uh, a, a YouTube video. <laughs> it seems like everyone is wanting. Wanting. Hmm. Something different, I guess. A hazy boy IPA. <laughs> Easy boy, happy. Uh, it seems like everyone is hating. Oh God, everyone is hating hazies actually too. Yeah, hazy I think IPAs. everyone hates hazies. I think that's my, that's my yeah. answer too. It seems like everyone is loving. Oh my God, it's like the same answer for every fucking question. <laughs> I'm kidding. Everyone's <laughs> loving. I think everyone right now is really getting into the pastry stout. Everyone wants to see the new dessert stout. Yeah, I think everyone's loving just everything, all the new styles that are coming out. Like hazy yeah, IPAs and stout, like different pastry styles and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Okay. And then it seems like everyone is missing out on. Hmm. Everyone's missing out on. On Stellar Craftworks. Yeah. We're coming pretty soon. <laughs> yeah, don't worry about it. We're working really, really hard. <laughs> we're coming soon coming soon okay okay guys thank you so very much um i really really appreciate this you guys have been awesome and this has been so much fun it has right. been so much fun thank you for having us ending off the, the podcast um i want you to promote stellar promote your instagram myra i know you've got a a very happening instagram i know stellar has an instagram but uh, anything else you guys want to promote, the last of this podcast is yours, please. Yeah, so we do have an Instagram for Stellar. We have a Facebook page, so please go like us there. And also we're on Untapped, so you can check out any of our previous beers and see how we're rated. Um, so go check that out. And also, yeah, I have my personal Instagram account, which is The Brew Gal. So if you want to see me and my dogs, it's that's pretty much what it's all pretty about. Much what it is. <laughs> yeah, just come and see what I'm drinking and see me hang out with my dogs. Gotcha. And that's Stellar Craftworks, correct? Stellar Craftworks. Yeah, and we're on Instagram, Facebook, and on to Untapped. And for uh, Instagram and Facebook, is that all one word or is it like underscores or anything like that? All one word, Stellar okay. Craftworks. Stellar Craftworks. Okay, great. And I'll, I'll try to make sure I add everything into the show notes as well so we get links to you guys and everything like that. So, yeah. Tight, tight. Okay, gotcha. And George, I know you've got like, what, 2 million followers on your uh, Instagram <laughs> account? I think I passed 2 million a month ago. You passed 2 million a month ago. <laughs> I, okay. Like about 2.5. Okay. On, okay. On all the good. on all the feeds, I got a Twitter feed, Instagram feed. <laughs> you, uh, I got a Facebook still. You got uh, a Facebook still. And a MySpace. Yes. <laughs> still rocking the MySpace. Okay. Follow me on MySpace. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> all right. Well, you guys, it has been so much fun. Thank you very much. And uh, yeah, I'll say good night. All good right. Good night. Bye, right, guys.